Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, health, business, and self. Now, did you know that in Canada, retail sales in the supermarket industry and the grocery store market amounts to nearly 100 billion Canadian dollars? That is insane. And what is also insane is the guest that we have on our podcast today, and I am thrilled. He is the president of one of our favorite grocery stores that we cannot stop talking about because the customer service is impeccable and fantastic and our favorite cakes come from this grocery store as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Daryl Jones is our guest today and Daryl Jones, he embarked on his 46 year career in the food business in Cranbrook, British Columbia in the retail as a retail grocery clerk at a local overweighty store. And from there, he advanced through working in 23 stores and communities with Save On Foods. In 2012, Daryl was promoted to the president of Save On Foods, where his frankness, his charisma, his business savvy guides the strategic development of Save On Foods. And in 2021, Daryl was named the president of the newly formed the Patterson Food Group, a Jim Patterson business comprising food, drug, wholesale, and specialty retail operations with over more than 30,000 employees in nearly 300 stores. I am absolutely humbled to have Daryl as our guest. He is so humble. He's like gushing right now at me because I think he's just incredible. He has won multiple awards. He has a wealth of experience with over four decades as he enthusiastically leads an increasing diverse team. As I said, over 30,000 people for innovation, customer service, and industry leadership. It's no wonder that he has received the Golden Pencil Award, which is the highest distinction in the grocery industry. I just want to say, Daryl, welcome. Well, thank you so much. And then that was a very, very kind uh, uh, introduction. I can just want to tell you, I'm thrilled to be here. Love to get the opportunity to talk to uh, entrepreneurs. I love, I love your, the idea of your podcast. And uh, and I was just, uh, we happened to meet each other on the ferry of all places, which is interesting. And you said you had a podcast, and and I said, wow. And you told me a little bit about what you do. And I'm, you've got a lot to be proud of. You've uh, you put together a, a great podcast. I understand you got a, a large group of, of folks that uh, that follow you and uh, I'm just pleased and honored that you invited me to be on. Well, we are thrilled. I'm going to think that this person sitting beside me right now, who is my husband, I was a little shy to approach you on the ferry and it was my husband, Ron here, who said, go ask him. He's really friendly. <laughs> and my husband who watches every single Canucks game says, that's Daryl Jones right there. We think. <laughs> well, no, you know, you, you were right. In, uh, um, too bad about the Canucks. We didn't quite make it to the playoffs, but uh, there's always next year. There's always next yes. year. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here, too. And uh, after hearing that intro, I'm thinking, how do you have time to give an interview like this? And I think that's part of the reason we're doing this interview is because 
you are able to carve out the time. And that's, that's one of the uh, things we want to learn about how you've gotten to this point. Well, I didn't even get to share how Daryl gives back. He gives back so vastly to the community. He sits on, he actively participates in several boards, including, oh, I, I don't know, there's such a huge list of these boards that he sits on, including the BC Children's Hospital Foundation, the GS1 Canada, Retail Council of Canada. And so you being on this podcast and carving this time out speaks very highly of the the human that you are and, and that you are, you're giving it time right now to give back to small entrepreneurs like myself and my listeners. So thank you, Daryl. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's, uh, it's small business and small entrepreneurs that, that, that make this country go. And uh, uh, I'm um, always extremely honored and pleased to get a chance to talk to the young entrepreneurs because they're, they're really the future of, uh, of, uh, of our business, of, of business in Canada. And uh, we should never underestimate uh, the, the, contestable fortitude and the and the smarts of young entrepreneurs like yourself and like your your listeners well thank you and daryl you have a very inspiring story you started off by bagging groceries how old were you when you were bagging groceries when you first started i I was uh uh 16 in grade 11 in in high school and uh, got a job bagging groceries and the, the, the funny thing, um, uh, you know, I didn't, int- I was going to be a school teacher like, like you were, that was kind of my, that was, uh, that was kind of my, <clears throat> excuse me, my plan. What happened was once you get into the grocery business, you get a chance to spend all this time with people. And there were fantastic people that I worked with and I just fell in love with the people and fell in love with the, the industry. Um, uh, the grocery industry is an interesting one. It's almost like a, and almost you get hooked on it. It's like a, a very positive drug. Well, that, that is, a, I, I guess, a good drug to be hooked on is, is that yeah. working yeah. with great yeah, really people. And so, and so young, you started when you're 16 and we have three tween teens and our 15 year old son just got his, um, I started a new job. I don't want to say it was his first job because when he was 10, he was delivering newspapers door to door in the hail and rain and sleet of Vancouver. But uh, So he was an entrepreneur like his mom. Oh, yes. My heart would break as I watched him in his little wagon walk off into the darkness, even though it was like 5 p.m. delivering newspapers. But now he's he's, uh, making... Mac and cheese and bubble tea at a at a restaurant locally, so he's working hard too. That's great. That's good for him. Now, Daryl, when we when I spotted you on the ferry, I'd known you from uh, advertising on Canucks games, of course, and as president of our our favorite grocery store, local grocery store, Save On Foods. When we Googled you afterwards, that's when we learned about your your long journey uh, from you know working as a grocery clerk to being president of Save On Foods. Which is incredible story. Can you can you give us like the uh, sure. the two minute overview of how you went to? I think it was twenty three different communities. Twenty three different on your on your way to the top. Uh, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, uh, I was fortunate to get hired when I did. It was always a plum job back in nineteen seventy six. I have to tell you, when I got hired, it was always a plum job to work in the supermarkets. I was fortunate enough to to get hired. And uh, as I said, I fell in love with the people and, you know, the grocery business is ultimately a people business. And I just, opportunities came, you know, uh, you work hard and you, you show dedication and people want you to take on a little bit more responsibility. So I, so I moved from Cranbrook and, and went to the lower mainland where I got a full-time job because I was 
part-time in Cranberry, went full-time, and then worked my way up to become what was a, a senior clerk and moved around the Lower Mainland for, for a, a large number of stores. We have a large number of stores in the Lower Mainland. Then got to be a grocery manager, which was the next stage, and then assistant manager. And then we I got transferred to Quinnell, where I spent some time there as assistant manager and came back to uh, White Rock and eventually uh, was made store manager in a store in Walnut Grove. Um, all this took about 17 or 18 years, and wow. I spent... Uh, Two or three years as a as a uh, store manager, and then became a regional director, which meant you had a you have a group of 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 stores, and then uh, became the general manager of uh, Save One Foods, wow. and uh, vice president, and um, under president. But I have to tell you that the opportunities that I got are because of the ownership of our company, Jimmy Patterson, and and it's been a long tradition of our company to prom- to promote people within. So you get the chance to advance yourself and to move forward because you committed yourself to the company and because you you, you worked hard and did the things that you required to get there. So I'm a, I consider myself to be a very lucky guy. I'm a really lucky guy. Lucky because I went to work for a good company and lucky because, um, uh, you know, I, I was continued to give more and more opportunities to uh, – to um, you know, move forward and take on bigger levels of responsibility, and and so that that um, I feel very very fortunate. Well, you're incredibly humble because with that, when you say lucky, I'm I'm hearing through your story perseverance and drive and passion, and rather than luck. But and and yes, I understand working at a great company where there's opportunities to to advance from within is brilliant and and such a motivator in a, a, a company. And that was very smart of Savon Foods. Now, with that passion that you have, I, I'd love to know what what is if you were to define what your passion is, what is it? And did you always have that passion? Like when you were in your early 20s, was it the same passion? I think um, I, I think you, you you get a passion for business itself, and 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 then you get a passion for the business that you're in, and then you discover that um, that you have an opportunity to really um, uh, contribute to not only your business but to the communities that you're in, and that's always a big part of it. it when you go into a, a town or a community, the first thing you want to do is how can I help the community, and it, because if you help the community and take care of the community, they're likely to come and want to want to visit your stores. So I think that's really, really important. I think the uh, I'll take this opportunity to say the biggest reason that people aren't successful in what they do is because of fear. Yeah. Fear is without a doubt the number one disabler uh, uh, in, in, any, in any business or in any industry or in anything that you do in life. That That's if you can figure out how to put the fears behind you and it's not easy, that will help you go a long way. And I wow. think, I think when I learned that, that was kind of the key to, um, to allowing me to, to take on bigger responsibilities and, uh, and, uh, you know, progress, progress forward. Well, that is so true, right? Walk through that fear and, you know, to our listeners who are many are startups and small business owners and entrepreneurs, you are absolutely right. Fear can can really paralyze us from growth or taking that next step. And 
And, you know, there's that definition of what is an entrepreneur is a person who jumps off the cliff and builds the airplane on the way down. And <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> yes. And then throw in being a mom entrepreneur. You're like jumping off the cliff, making lunches, helping with homework, driving to soccer, building the airplane as you go down. And it's a little crazy and it's a little scarier to take risks because you're thinking, well, what about my kids and and who will be there? And, you know, I always say when you're approaching a meeting, don't be embarrassed to to give your story. And, and there's a, a lot of respect that that can happen through that honesty of saying that you are a small business or uh, an entrepreneur who's working off your kitchen table. And uh, I, I know that I have been blessed through that, like creating Easy Daisies, which is our, our children's daily visual schedule from off our kitchen table um, to getting into retail stores across Canada. It It is a lot of, it was stepping into fear of the unknown, but you know what? We have to learn to accept to the rejections and the not yet, because sometimes it isn't that. And they'll be say, yes, I want your product. And, and so you never know unless you take that step into, into that unknown, that scary unknown. Daryl, there is a saying that says, you know, uh, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And I think in your incredible journey, you've seen and gone through so much. Is there an instance where you can recall one particular downtime where you just want to throw in the towel where you're, you thought, I'm going to just maybe even like quit at this point, or maybe even not quit, but a down point in your journey that you learned from that you could share with us? Sure, I can share. I can share one that really comes to mind. Back um, uh, in the, 80s in the food business, um, people were hard to, for me even to say this. People were promoted based upon their longevity in the job. So, so, so you you'd be you could go from assistant you can get to assistant store manager as fast as you wanted, but to get to store manager they had a seniority list. And back in the day, if you weren't in the top three, forget about it. So, like I, I got to be assistant manager rather quickly, and I remember going to the regional director at the time and saying, like. You know, I'm like, I'm ready to manage a story. He goes, oh, are you kidding? You're in page two and a half. You're two and a half pages away. <laughs> and I said, well, what about this? What about? Oh, he, he said, if you could pave the roads with gold, it wouldn't get you there any quicker. That's just the way we work. We don't work that way anymore here. But so so at that point, I got I got very frustrated at the fact there wasn't the opportunity to advance. Now, that's simply gone. And it was old school back then. <laughs> But for a while there, I thought, mm, you know, maybe I should go into something else because, you know, this isn't the case. And as it happened, I managed to be able to skip the line at some point wow. because some of the, the, the you know, the older um, um, philosophical people moved on and, and we were able to do that. Now, that has nothing to do with how we advance today, but that's just the way it was at that particular stage. So you got so you get you get frustrated. But, you know, the reason I didn't leave is the same reason that I'm here today because there's so many great people within the organization, so many great customers. You get a chance to be in our business. You get a chance to be involved in things that are going on in the communities, the local parades, you know, um, uh, the food banks, whatever that is. And um, I've loved people and, and uh, that's always driven me to, to, I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't in the people business, quite honestly, because that's what 
that's what drives me um, uh, internally is 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 the love of uh, of not only the grocery business but uh, the desire to be, be there to support people as well. I think that's, that's what makes you such a great leader, Daryl, is your love for people. And so thank you for being that role model to not just your team, but to us on the outside. <laughs> so thank you. I, 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 I appreciate that. People, look, we're not going to be anywhere in this world if we don't take care of our children, we don't care, take care of the young people and get ourselves forward because the, you know some of us are getting a little gray. <laughs> we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need other people to step up and, uh, and and take up the banners. Well, thank you for being a great leader. And speaking of leaders and mentors, I and I apologize for the dog, which I warned you about. Now, did you have a mentor, and who was one of your mentors, and what was the biggest impact that you had from this person? Yeah, I would. I've had two big mentors in my life. One, one was my one was my father, oh. who who um, uh, always said, you know, if you want to, if you want to be successful and go anywhere, you have to you have to do three things. One is you have to work hard, mm-hmm. and you have to be honest, and uh, and and you have to make sure that you uh, that you never read your own press clippings. In other words, always stay humble. And uh, because humility is, is, is one of the keys to, is in, is one of the keys to success. That doesn't mean you can't be successful if you're, if you don't have humility, it just makes it being successful a lot easier because people, um, people want to uh, uh, work for and want to support people that they can identify with that, that, so, so those are the, and, and, and I got the very similar um, instruction from Jimmy Patterson, who was one of my other mentors. Uh, here's what Jimmy said to me the day that I took over as president. He said, Daryl, it's your company to run. Don't run it the way you think you should run it. The way I think you should run it, run it the way you think you should run it. And just remember one thing, uh, uh, do anything you want, as long as you're okay with it being published on the front page of every newspaper in Canada. Wow, I love that. Can I share that with my teens? Absolutely. Yeah. It, and, and I said, wow, you know what, Jimmy, you're absolutely right. The other thing you said, look, girl, if you say you're going to do something and you shake somebody's hand and say, yeah, we're going to do this, he said, I don't care if it costs million, millions of dollars. You do what you said you were going to do because that's what we do at the Patterson Food Group. So that's oh, yeah. kind of what I've, what I've, well, the Save, I have Save on Foods. So that's kind of what I've, what I've, um, uh, those are the kind of things that, uh, to kind of uh, uh, wow. you know, set my my I guess um, northern north star so to speak. I appreciate you sharing what great advice from your father. Work hard, be honest, be humble. Love that, and from Jimmy Patterson, I love that. Like whatever you do, know like do something you are comfortable with being published on the page of every newspaper. <laughs> I love well, in other words, that. don't do anything that's that's. The slightest bit, um, um, uh, not above board, which we would never do. But that was yeah. great advice. I, I give that advice to every one of the new store managers that we get in the company. I, I give them the, that's that same advice. I think that every single employee should hear that one. That is excellent because everybody represents the the business they work for. I think, and right. you know, and and you know, even in, on a family level, I say that to my kids. My, our, we love our kids. Our kids are fantastic, phenomenal human beings. And you know, 
you know, whether they are out at a mall with their friends or in a chat on Discord or on one of the social media platforms, I always share with them that, you know, whatever you do and say, you know, you have to be comfortable with it as though it's going to be played at church or read out loud by the pastor. (laughs) That's right. Even if you're not the one saying or doing it, but you're in that conversation or with that group of friends doing something you are not comfortable with, you, you need to remove yourself and and be okay with that. So, well, good for you because that's that's you know great kids come from great parents. So so good on you. Oh, thank you kindly. Thank you. Work in progress for sure. Now, Daryl, sadly, more than fifty percent of small businesses do not survive past the year five mark. What would you say are the top three tips to having a successful business? Well, um, uh, number one, I think you have to believe in what you do and love what you do. Uh, uh, so, so I think that's number one. It, it, don't get into business just because you think you can, because you can think you can make money at it. Make sure it's something that you truly want to do, because then you'll find then you'll find ways to get past the adversity that are there. Love that. And, yeah, and, and number two, I would say um, always be prepared to pivot if you have to pivot. So in other words, have a plan, but if it's not working, step back. And, and if you can get, um, get uh, somebody that you really trust that, that, and, and, and have a conversation with them about it, because, you know, two brains are way more powerful than one. So if you can do that, if you, if you run into issues, then, then if you got somebody special to, to, uh, or a partner, I think that's, that's really, that's really important. So um, really want to do what you want to do. Make sure you get somebody to uh, um, that, that maybe you can talk to that might, might be able to give you honest, honest, clear advice. Cause sometimes we get off track and we're not even aware that we've, that we've, that we moved off track. So I think that's really important. And I think the third one is what I said earlier, never give up. Like, don't, don't just, don't just pack it in because uh, 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 sometimes, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the success is just beyond just beyond the the horizon. And there's a there's a book that I a story that I got from a from a, a fellow. Uh, his name is Jim Rohn. He's a, a, a I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's a he's passed away now. But he talked about a story about a, a fellow who had a gold mine, and he was um, he was working at the gold mine for five years. And he and after five years, he didn't make any money. He was losing money, so he so he packed it in, sold the gold mine. And the guy who somebody stepped in bought the gold mine, he was two feet from the mother load. Wow. So if he'd stayed two more feet, he would have hit them, he would have hit the mother load. So sometimes you're a lot closer to success in business than you are. You know, uh, so uh, back to the thing, you know, don't really ever give up. Reposition it, rethink it. But, but um, there's not too many people that have been successful ultimately in the world that mm-hmm. you'll read about that didn't face serious adversity. I read once that of the, of the millionaires, or I think it's the billionaires, like 80% of them went broke at least once before they got to the spot that they did. Yes. yes. So, so you're, you're, you're if, if you're having a tough time, you're in good company. That, that is, you so know, when, when you were sharing the, you know, like two feet away from the mother load of the gold. I actually saw a cartoon <laughs> of that. Yeah, oh yeah. Chiseling, chiseling, chiseling. Yep. 
and and you can see the gold's right there the diamonds the gems just just you know a couple of inches more I just keep working at it and and they, they threw in the towel but i i love that and i'm a, such a visual person so when you're saying that i i just pictured that and i, I want to say congratulations first of all you are entrepreneur of the year in 2021 the winner of that award and i read your, an article about you in bc business and you shared the secret sauce uh, to success for any entrepreneur is to be different and better than your competitors and to be innovative and try things that no one else has and see if they work. I love that. So if someone was listening right now, our listeners are going, well, how, how do I be different? I am just trying to survive and breathe <laughs> and, and, and just make the next dollar. So how would one start thinking about being innovative or, or differentiating themselves? What would you give us advice there? So that, that, that's um, uh, absolutely uh, uh, the right way to view things. It, depending on what you're doing, often, often people don't know what they want until you tell them what it is that they want. I don't mean it that straightforward, mm -hmm. but um, let's say you're making um, jam. Okay. And it, you know, everybody makes strawberry jam because it's pretty hard to do that. And everybody, so try something different, put different things together that nobody's tried before. And then, and give that a whirl that that's just in the, that's just in the jam business. Or is there, you know, um, uh, back in the day, there was peanut butter and jam that were together in one jar. You don't see that anymore. So what is it that you can do in the things that you love? Cause if you're passionate about what you do, you probably have some really cool ideas Again, most of the time, it's because people are scared to try something. I, I keep coming back to fear because I've I've discovered in in my career that's the number one disabling factor for why entrepreneurs aren't aren't successful or people aren't successful at their jobs. So understand what it is that you do, be love it, and then figure out what the best way I can put it is. Wayne Gretzky, they always said, Wayne Gretzky always said, skate where the puck is going, uh, uh, right? Not where the puck is, skate where it's going. So if you're an entrepreneur, think about where your business is going and then go there first before anybody else. And and you, and you that's a, that's a really good way to be successful. In our business, we were the first in Canada to, to do um, uh, e-commerce in the grocery business. And, uh, and we decided that we were going to have our own vans. We weren't going to use skip the dishes or, or, um, uh, some of the other, uh, companies that are out there. Yes. And we ultimately, um, were able to get our e-commerce business just about double what the national averages, but wow. we did that because we took, we took, we took, uh, uh, we knew that the customers were going to want this. And then of course COVID hit, hit and that, that, that helped us. Right. But had we not taken the steps we had, we would never have been prepared for what happened when 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 COVID hit, so that's a little bit about thinking about where the puck's going as opposed to just chasing. Where chasing it is. I love that. That is my huge takeaway from you. This this conversation is is go where the puck is going, not where it is. Brilliant, right. wonderful advice. I love that so much. Thank you. My goodness. I'm talking a lot. Ron, do you want to chime in with any questions? Sure. Well, when, hey. since you meant, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> My husband loves sports analogies. So that oh, was yeah. 
Like I was like jumping up and down for him when you just made that sports <laughs> analogy. <laughs> I always say life is like sports, don't I? I've got I've got a hundred of those. But yes, Wayne Gretzky, the, one of the best to listen to. Um, you reminded me with the uh, talking about the online business. Correct me if I'm wrong, but since since you took over as president of Save On Foods uh, ten years ago, you've increased your store footprint by about fifty percent, which is a ridiculously large number in, in a mature industry. Um, my question would be because a lot of our listeners are people like us. We're we're small business entrepreneurs, and scalability becomes becomes an issue. You can you can stay the size you are, and either be successful at that or not. Or you can also very easily scale unprofitably and put yourself out of business. But there's an art and I think a science to scaling successfully that you seem to have a really good talent for. So how how do you do it? Well, you, you know, that's a, that's a great question. One of the other things that, uh, that Jimmy said to me, which always stuck with me and I'll, I'll share it because it's really part of this. He said, uh, he said, do whatever you want, but don't bet the company on it. <laughs> don't bet the company. So I think that's a really good thing for, for people who are moving forward and say, look, you think you can, you can get here, but uh, you might be better off just taking it in smaller bites you know, uh, 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 go provincially before you decide to go nationally, and I and I think that's I think that's really important is to say, you know, what is it that we you know, if this goes wrong, if this goes wrong, can we withstand it? I think that's that's what we always look at. Look, if this doesn't work, is it gonna is it gonna is it gonna put us in a in serious jeopardy? If it is, you likely shouldn't do it because you're, you're going to push too far, and that doesn't mean that you're scared. Big difference. It means you're calculating: is this a good business risk or not a good business risk? And I think that's 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 really important because you don't want to bet your company uh, on on uh, on something that that is maybe a little bit too risky. And that's a large reason why a lot of entrepreneurs fail is because they try and push too far too quickly instead of having a bit of having a bit of of patience in in how quickly that they that they you know decide to. To go forward, and then as best you can, research whether or not there's a real need or desire for for what it is you want to do, and what's the competition out there like. Mm-hmm. If it's unique and something that people want, it, you may be willing to take a little bit more risk. So it's so it really becomes comes down to being you know um, uh, make sure you're risk adverse and and because you, you don't want to take your company down. No, great advice. Great advice. I'm going to ask a question that's probably like the flip of what I asked earlier. And because you've seen a lot, you've gone through a lot. You've also seen a lot of uh, mistakes that have happened along the way. So with regards to small businesses and entrepreneurs, what would you say are the top three mistakes that small businesses and entrepreneurs should avoid? Um, number one, if you're getting into a small business, make sure that that, that you're unique in what you do. In other words, what's your angle? What are you doing that's different than everybody else is? Because the Me Too's, it's really tough just to be a Me Too. So I think number one is make sure you you uh, you um, uh, understand what your point of differentiation is and go out there. Number two, I would say um, make sure that you do a good job of telling your story to, to so they know what, what your what your what you have and why it's unique, and uh, and there's a whole bunch of different ways to, to, to do that today. But I, I think that's 
that's that's really important. And finally, I would say um, uh, never quit. Um, if you have to, if you have to uh, uh, bob or weave or 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 adjust because things aren't working, that's fine. But but uh, uh, um, most people, they, you know, when they face some adversity, they tend to want to say, obviously, this isn't going to work, and, and it's going to be a it's going to be a, a failure. And maybe that's the case, but probably it isn't the case. Probably just needs a little more work and a little more um, um, taking a look at things from a slightly different angle. No, I appreciate all of that. Such great advice to to know how you are different and unique in a very competitive uh, anything that that if you're my listener right now who's listening and, and whether you're making jams or uh, in the service industry is it is competitive. So how are, are we different? How are you different and better? And and as you said do a good job at telling your story and you know social media is so great for that in that you know when there's a small budget or a no budget when you're starting out or a a new small business or an entrepreneur use those platforms and and share your story share it well be creative in how you share it i don't know if you have advice on on how to market yourself um daryl do you have any words on that sure absolutely First of all, if you if you're in the if you're in the food business in BC or in Alberta, come to us. Go to our stores. Go to our stores if you, and you, as long as your product um, um, store manager, store, our store managers can can are, are have the ability to put the product in the store. You have to pass certain food safety rules, and you know you, you understand all that. Mm-hmm. But you can come forward to us. We'll we'll put your products in. We have we have sections that are for um, local products. And we'll be happy to do it. We've had many people come with local products that have ended up going national because mm-hmm. they, they they put their products in and uh, and they started getting busier and busier. And all of a sudden, the the potato chip that they made in Cranbrook, which somebody did, uh, uh, all of a sudden it gets bought by uh, by a big company, and and you're off to the races. Tell you a story. There's a there was a potato chip company. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but. Um, uh, they um, they made chips that were dessert potato chips that were uh, apple cinnamon and okay? unique apple cinnamon chips and and at some point somehow they got to Barack Obama and he got a chance to try them I I forget the story there's a story there but she ended up sending a case of potato chips every two weeks to the White House while he was um, uh, the president and that was somebody who had a um, a potato chip company in my hometown of Cranbrook. So that just, and of course she, she got bigger and bigger. And eventually, eventually the company got, I believe the company got bought out by, by uh, one of the, one of the majors, but now that was pretty creative, a, mm-hmm. uh, a dessert potato chip. Now uh, I'm sure they, they probably exist out there, but this one was really, really good. And she just had <laughs> one machine that she bought that she got in Germany to make these chips anyway. So, so, uh, and we put them in our stores, and uh, and she was very successful. And there's there's been there's certainly been others as well. So so yeah, you know you can go out there and uh, and you know a lot of being successful is is getting your product on the shelves and 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 I'm just going and for it, pushing pushing for yourself. And uh, I can tell you, we'll take on those products, 
And if somebody's having a hard time, you just get them to call me and I'll do what I can to support them getting them on the shelves. Because we think that, I said in the very beginning of the podcast, that that small business is, is, the, is the engine that runs uh, oh, this country. Absolutely. And entrepreneurs are the engine of small business. So um, there's nothing um, uh, that companies like ours, we, we should and will support entrepreneurs and small business people because without you, we wouldn't have a country, literally. That's, that's how critical it is. That's awesome and incredible. And I, I'm sure that my listeners are excited and motivated to, to, to take risks now and to, I don't know, just to probably, I'm, I'm thinking of them as they're driving and they just want to pull over and like run into a, <coughs> run into their office and get busy because of what you're sharing. And Ron, I don't know if you have yeah, well, a question before I ask Daryl another question. Yeah, to have a little fearlessness would be good. Um, well, you're, you're going to ask what's next for Daryl probably. I but am. before that, I'll, so we'll go back to the past then. Um, anyone, anyone who's listening to us in British Columbia probably knows who Jimmy Pattison is. He's a, he's a legendary businessman and human being. Um, can, you, can you share with us a, uh, a, a funny or poignant uh, Jimmy story in your times working with him? Oh, I've, I tell you, I've got a, I've got a whole bunch of those. Uh, I don't, as you know, um, uh, Jimmy, um, uh, they tried to, they tried to, uh, the banks pulled their, pulled all of his loans on him three times. So he's uh, uh, a billionaire, but three times they pulled the loans on them. And uh, uh, what I learned from Jimmy um, is um, when you're going to see the banks, banks will give you all the money that you need, provided they don't think you need it. <laughs> as soon as the banks, and as soon as the banks think you need the money, it's a little more difficult to get the money. So Jimmy always, always um, would find out ways for for him to convince the banks that he really didn't need the money. And as soon as he did that, he got he got the money that he needed. So I, I think, and that's always tough for for yes. for entrepreneurs. So I, I think um, uh, uh, you know that's a, that's a great story. And I mean, uh, and Jimmy went to all kinds of lengths to convince them they didn't need the money, and of course he did, and he, and and he got the money, and it and it. It, it survived, he survived and his company grew because of it. It was so bad one time, I, I'll share this with you. It was so tough. So it wasn't easy for him, although he's been ultimately successful. It was so bad at one time when I, when I was much younger in stores, we put in the, in, back in the day, we had coffins for freezers, not stand up. There were coffins. I don't remember this. The coffin freezers. We, because he was trying to um, lessen how much money I had to put out, we put styrofoam under and popped holes in it. And then we put the, the frozen stuff on top. So it looked like it was full, but it was really because we we're trying to control our costs that much. And, and we, we would cash in every cash up every day, send in every penny to the bank just to keep afloat. So even the most successful business people ever all went through tough times. Yes. And today um, he's ultimately successful, but, but, he never quit. He he never gave up, and uh, and he did whatever he had to do. And uh, I think that's I think that's that's a that's a big key is is to you know um, persevere. Well, yeah, yeah, persevere, and uh, and re always remember that as soon as the banks don't think you need the money, they'll be happy to give it to you. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. That's a whole different conversation. I won't tell you that uh, Easy Daisies has three loans going to. 
yeah, it's it's just what you need to do. Get it when you can for when you need. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's great. Absolutely. If you got the opportunity, get the money, sock it aside, uh, because you never know when there'll be some kind of a downturn and you need to 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 dive into that to dive into that that fund. Some people say, no, I don't want to get it. No, if you can get it, get it, put it aside uh, for and call it the rainy day fund or however you want to put it. So Daryl Jones, what is next for you? Well, um, that's a great story. That's a great question. We're going to continue to grow the Patterson Fruit Group. We recently bought um, a chain in uh, in the United States, uh, uh, and we're going to continue to grow uh, down south as as a company, which is really really important. The other thing that's really big is um, uh, I'm the chair of Children's Hospital Foundation, and one of the things that we really want to push on is ways to help. Um, mental health in, in, yeah. in young people. Absolutely. So that being, you know, from, from being a young baby to up to the, I think it's 16 or 17. So if we can figure out ways to, uh, uh, to help young people, because often young people who get, um, who have mental illness or, or challenges, they turn to drugs and things like that to, as, as, as almost like self-medication to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and and in and with went on with COVID and everything, it's a it's a real challenge uh, right now. So so from a um, what do I want to do aside from the grocery business is to really work hard with the Children's Hospital, try and raise funds for us to get facilities built and things to to help focus on what is probably the biggest single um, uh, challenge facing um, you know young people today is uh, is um, mental health and uh, yeah. So from from that side, it's this, and from the other side, it's continue to grow the business, and uh, and of course, really important to us is to make sure we make the right decisions to keep all those people. A lot of people depend on us to make their mortgage payments, so we Indeed. want to make sure we keep doing the right things for them. Yeah, just sure thirty thousand, just thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little a little more than when I got started. <laughs> no, I appreciate your your uh, contribution to uh, BC Children's hospital and your passion for helping children with mental health issues and that's that's how easy daisies came about my children's product which there's one right behind me yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. when i was a school teacher i i knew that one in four children walked into my classroom with anxiety issues one in five with a mental health issue one in two from a broken home and the the statistics go on so many numbers working against our children and it just it breaks my heart and I fell in love with my class every year um, as an elementary school teacher. My grade two class sang at our wedding. And wow. But now they're all old and find me on Twitter. <laughs> but, um, you know, like even during our pandemic, uh, it, w- it was a blessing to see that Easy Daisies, our, our daily visual schedules, just uh, fly off the shelves because that daily visual. Uh, just the daily visual routine helps kids lessen their anxiety because they can see and predict yeah. what's happening next when there was so much chaos in the unknown during the pandemic. And so that that has been a blessing uh, to me, very rewarding, um, because I still work off our kitchen table uh, into the wee hours of the night. But but this is what keeps me going is those emails from parents. Um 
sharing that, you know. Well, you got a great foundation being an elementary school teacher. That's what my wife was as well. And, uh, and, and it's very rewarding. And the kids come back and, and you see them when they're a little bit older and it's special. Share one quick story. I was watching golf on TV about three weeks ago. And um, they, they, they had this, yeah, I can't think, I'm sorry, I can't think of his name, but he was playing, um, uh, he was on the leaderboard and they said he was from, from um, South Surrey, um, um, originally South Surrey White Rock. And I said to Elizabeth, hey, this guy's from South Surrey White Rock. She, she goes, oh, and what's his name? I told him, she says, he was in my grade four, three class. Oh I remember him telling me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a professional golfer. That's true story. <laughs> There he was. There he was. So she checked it out and she showed me the thing where Elizabeth keeps all the stuff in the back. She showed me the thing where this young guy says he wants to be a pro golfer. And, and there he was. And uh, he is pro. Didn't win the tournament, but, you know, he's on the tour. That is beautiful and so inspiring. I remember, you know, I'd say to my grade three class, I can't wait to see what you do when you're 25. And, you know, my heart still gets warmed because. I, they find me on Facebook or their parents will write to me uh, through social media saying, my son is studying medicine at UBC because you told him that he should be kind and care for people when he was in your grade three class. And it, it makes me cry. And I'm just so humbled and honored. Teachers are the most, in many, particularly elementary teachers, I want to say that, are probably the most underappreciated group in society today because they they can make such a difference absolutely to to children but then to them as adults mm -hmm. because of how they so so you have my deep admiration for uh, your time teaching and i and i know you probably uh change a whole bunch of lives and that's not an easy thing to do so good on you well you're very kind i absolutely miss being in the classroom i bet you do Especially when I'm like trying to figure out logistics and manufacturing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Can I just create a spelling test, please? <laughs> yeah, that's way easier. <laughs> Daryl, it's been our honor and our privilege to have you as our guest. And I just want to say a heart full of thanks to you for sharing your wisdom and your heart here at Elaine's Kitchen Table. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity, Elaine, and uh, hopefully there's one or two little nuggets that people can pull out of that to, to help them. And, uh, uh, you know, good luck to you. Good luck with your business and good luck to all of your um, followers. Um, yeah. Thank you again for, uh, for inviting me. And to our listeners, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And I love to hear back from you. So do find me on uh, Twitter at chat with Elaine or on Instagram at Elaine Tancomo. And I just, want to say thank you and I hope and I know that Daryl has shared so many nuggets and just take one take one and take action I just want to say that because you know we could hear a lot and be inspired and do nothing with it and that is not what this show is for so choose one and move forward thank you so much okay have a great day <laughs> <laughs>